0: Ninth Legion and the Keeper of the Gate. They disappeared.
1: Except they didn't. Where is my friend and what destroyed the Roman army?
2: Something here managed to wipe out 5,000 Romans.
0: Every hour of sunlight defeated makes the world darker
3: and the beast stronger.
1: Welcome back, folks. Guess what? Our virtual TARDIS has landed and we are in search of the missing 9th Roman Legion. But before we even find them, I think it would be appropriate to say thank you for coming along with us for what will be episode number 56 of Discussing Who. And as always, we never travel alone around here. And since the only water in the forest is the river, we'll start by welcoming back Angie Meadows. Hey, Angie.
2: Hello, sweet Hello, sweet
1: It was good. Well, it was busy. How about yours? I
2: oh, it was great. It was, can't complain. <laughs>
1: so have you, uh, I, I remembered from our conversation earlier, um, in the week that you were working this week on your, uh, chameleon circuit. So have you and Bobby <laughs> <laughs> undertook that yet?
2: Uh, the thing's been, you know, we're trying to fix that for years, but, uh, yeah, uh we had uh we have a couple little repairs that we've got to make uh, getting ready for the weekend. So, uh we haven't been able to yet with the rain, but I guess we're just going to have to, you know, kind of do it inside the house. We're going to try to do it. Uh right now it's on a it's it's still on the rack from Southern Geek Fest. So, we didn't want to, you know, bring it back in and, you know, do all that, but um you know, looks like we're going to have to to kind of get it touched up because we had a little battle damage. You know, we kind of got into a little bit of a scuff at uh, Southern Geeks. So You <laughs> really? know, it happens. So. <laughs> Do a little repair work, yeah.
1: All right. So so give me the Reader's Digest condensed version. <laughs> what type of <laughs> TARDIS scuff did you get into? Uh,
2: well, when we were uh, – it, it's, it's pretty simple. And it happens, you know, especially, you know, when you're working with painted, you know, painted props. Uh It one slid down on the, the front door. I kind of slid down on the table and and took some of the paint with it. So. Ah, gotcha. And uh, yeah, and when it rides on the rack, sometimes you know it uh, the top of it can get a little you know have a little battle damage on it. So well, you know we kind of have to touch it up.
1: Well, to make you feel a little bit better, considering how banged up and. Uh, marked up and ba- badly damaged, the TARDIS outside has looked over the years. I don't really think people are going to notice. So, <laughs> if you don't, my point being, if you don't have time to touch up the paint, that people will just think, "Oh well, isn't that cool?" She's added some uh, personality <laughs> to it <her.">
3: <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so
3: so right.
0: you, you've now got Peter Davidson's TARDIS.
3: Exactly. Yeah,
2: there you
0: go. <laughs> it was, it was always uh, kind of battle, di- battle scarred them So
1: so speaking of the weekend, and you said you were getting it ready for the weekend. Why don't you share with the audience what you're getting ready for?
2: Well, one of my favorite events, uh, Mississippi Comic Con is coming up this weekend. And uh, I've actually I've attended it every year that it's been. This is the fourth year, I think and uh we uh we've attended every year and we had a we had our first fan table there last year and uh we'll be uh you know taking our fan table again there this year with metro Hoovians, and uh we're going to have our tardis there and uh our uh uh, Metro Hoovie mascot of terror, Dark Smolik, <laughs> the uh, the eighty percent scale uh, Dalek. He's a hundred percent of the evil with twenty percent less packaging. <laughs> he will uh, he'll be there, and and you guys have to see him because he is a you know he he is a work of art. He really is. I love to see him interacting with the crowd.
1: Cool. Well, uh, that's that's yeah. one thing uh, I think Clarence and I are going to do some Saturday is hang out a little bit you know with you guys for a little while at the table and kind of just you know, see the who people come by.
2: Oh yeah. That, that It's it's always great to see everybody come by in their cosplay and, and stop in. And a lot of people from the group, you know, a lot of, a lot of people we've met and a lot of people that, you know, we haven't met yet. You know, we all kind of, you know, get together and, and get to talk and catch up and, and it's always a good time. And another cool thing is that what you guys haven't seen yet is that we're going to have our Dalek extermination gallery. Uh-oh. There, and uh, yeah, what that is, that's a game that uh, you can play and uh, you can play for donations. and uh, this weekend we're actually working uh, with the charity uh, the Diabetes Foundation of Mississippi, and which is kind of cool, yeah, because it's really that's that one's really kind of near and dear to me because you know our son has type 1 diabetes, so uh, you know it's it's gonna be really neat to you know kind of partner up with them this weekend and kind of you know raise some donations for them. But uh, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of a laser tag kind of setup. Uh, you get to exterminate the Daleks and, uh, you know, come, you know, come by and try to, you know, take your shot and try not to get exterminated. And, you know, and it's for a good cause. So that's always a lot of fun. You know, and, I, and we haven't uh, this is the first time this year we've been able to do it because we've been kind of, you know, tag team, you know, doing conventions this time. So uh, it's it's all the, all, the bands all going to be together this weekend. It's going to be a great time.
1: Cool. Cool. Well, I'm going to come back to you in just a minute because I've got some, uh, a list of questions that I have for you before we get into the actual episode. But I want to talk about another voice that we heard just a minute ago, and welcome back, Lee Shackelford. Hey, good sir. Hi, guys. Howdy, howdy.
0: Hey, good to be on a show here with a, uh, a crowded panel. Uh, yes, it's
1: nice <laughs> having uh, a, a full complement uh, um, of people here tonight. So I've got a yeah. question for you, Mr. Shackleford. You yes, said sir. last week when we recorded that you were mailing something to your relativity co-host, and I just wanted <laughs> to follow up and make sure it was received and how were things
0: going? Um, today, uh, I've completed a, um, a um, what you, I'm calling it episode 10A of hmm. Relativity, and it is, a, it is a recap of the previous 10 episodes. So, um, or, or Greatest Hits, if you want to call it. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> so that, that has gone live, and so that is on out there on all the feeds as Episode 10A. <gasps> but yes, awesome. Elena, uh, the awesome Elena Jordan, she has the scripts in hand, and we're now working out uh, how to get together and record uh, these next 10 episodes. We're hampered slightly by the fact that she has a, uh, a rock-solid commitment. She is a guest at... <sighs> I'm now drawing a blank on the name, but it, whatever the big uh, the big sci-fi con is in Las Vegas this weekend, they are they're flying her out there because she's a because she's a hot shot. Uh, anybody know what is the I big mean, con it's in just, Vegas? Is the
3: Star Trek it, convention this weekend?
0: Um, no, no, not the. It's not the big Star Trek thing. It's, okay, it is, okay, it is, huh. it, yeah, no, but that 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 would make sense. That is, uh, but no, yeah. but it is. Um, somebody look this up fast. Somebody who types faster than me. <laughs> But um, uh, I was Elena going to sports. say
1: Sin City Con, but <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> Is
1: that yeah I
2: was looking up Wizard World. It wasn't that one. So yeah,
0: I think Sin City Con goes on 365 days. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, that's just <laughs> called Las Vegas. It's called <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. Or maybe we don't know because what happens in Vegas? I don't know.
1: Well, maybe it's because <laughs> we're trying to actually come up with a name for it. It's the Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. That's right, Amazing
0: wow. Las Vegas. Yes, they, they, they couldn't brand it as a Comic Con, but they can call it Amazing. Like, yes. Anyway. Yes. But yeah, but but my, but my friend and uh, and a Relativity co-star, Elena Jordan. She she is a famous cosplayer. Cosplayer. I mean, so oh, she wow. she's so she is uh, yeah she goes dressed as all kinds of things uh i say things uh, and people <laughs> <laughs> but also as, she was a giant pikachu in one of the videos that i have and i'll share that video but anyway but um <laughs> but she she does a killer black canary among other things um but uh yeah so she's out there uh, talking about that and she's one of the hosts of the after buzz uh, internet tv show as you may know and, uh, and they're very often talking about um, uh, um, uh, superhero TV shows and things like that and, and uh, shows like Face Off. So anyway, so she is well known in these circles. And so she's out there at amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. But when she comes back, the next order of business is to actually record the next 10 episodes of Relativity. And you'll hear them at relativitypodcast.com. Thanks for that pitch. You're quite
1: welcome. And you know what? your your uh um, you know, your your thoughts that you just uh expressed made me think of something and Ooh. I'm going to ask it. So uh you said that she was on what was it called? After Buzz and that's on YouTube, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, after Buzz. So um you know let let me frame this question this way, because this just like I said popped into my head, so you know being in front of a camera and you've uh, been in front of the camera before you've been in front of audiences before uh, on stage, how does one get past that fear of the of the red button, whether she, it's her on YouTube or whether it be in front of people on a stage, how did you or she or whomever conquer hmm. that? Just out of curiosity, that just popped in wow. my head.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's a, it's a great question, often asked, um, and I always think of uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier, who was one of the, um, you know, one of the legendary actors of the 20th century, and somebody who was on stage a million times. And late in his life, he there was an interview uh, that I've seen uh, in which he said that in all the times that he was on stage, as that curtain was about to go up, he wondered just for a moment, what would happen if he just didn't go out there? Hmm. hmm. You know? Okay. So, so nobody is immune and you don't outgrow it. It's just, it's always there. You soldier past it, but my, it's, yeah. <laughs> and I know people who get absolutely paralyzed and they're professionals, you know, but, um, I don't know. I, it's just to me, it's like d- diving off of a you know high diving board. You just have to sort of do, do it. Commend your soul to God and just do it, yeah. <laughs> so. Which goes to Nike and
1: says, my goodness, they came up with a good <laughs> uh, slogan with just do it. That's right. All right. Well, you know, we've been. Uh, talking for 10 minutes and i've been remiss <laughs> to even uh say hello to the impossible co-host himself uh clarence brown clarence what's going on
3: you know guys lee gave the thoughtful insightful uh answer for uh stage fright and i'll just say pitch everybody naked that that works too there you go kind of <laughs> this also works <laughs> no but yeah man i'm doing i'm doing great um just coming off a few episodes from tech edition last week where we kind of covered another convention slash trade show uh that was in los angeles uh e3 which is the annual uh we call it the running of the nerds uh so (laughs) it's the annual video game convention there in los angeles and we did a couple episodes on that so we had a lot of fun with that and yeah man just been kind of uh excited about this week's episode and this weekend and um yeah yeah that's about it
1: yeah uh you know speaking of your last uh, couple of tech petitions you know there's a console that i am excited uh to hear about i think you guys mentioned it but i'm not sure is the new atari console
3: oh boo (laughs) (laughs) i get to play pong again (laughs) <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Some things should just stay dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but speaking of the, something that's not dead, uh, is this weekend. Uh, t- so um, you will be also doing something this weekend and uh, that I've already mentioned, because I know we will be going by the Metro Whovians booth. But anything that we might be doing on Sunday that you want to talk about?
3: Yeah, so uh, we will be having a panel there, and Angie will be along with us. So. Um, so what is our title of the film oh, i can't even remember who so far Dr. yeah that Vick sounds so hey
1: that's a good one we had not come up with one but i really like that one
3: so yeah that'll be a lot of fun to get in touch with the Huvians, the metro Huvians, i, I would say <laughs> they're in Jackson, and uh, you know kind of just have a discussion about the season cool and speaking
1: of the season i mean goodness that was a good segue into what one of my questions was for angie so we've not talked with you on uh well not on camera but on audio since uh really the first of the season so my question to you now that we are 10 episodes in what are your thoughts on this series so far
2: Uh, I I don't want it to end it's you know it's like every week I get so excited for the episodes but then again I'm I'm really apprehensive too because I know that you know that everything's winding down and you know it's it's almost that you know you're you're kind of you know I'm I'm just kind of disappointed that I knew all along that this was going to be the last season for Peter and and everything and you know so it's kind of like you know, like you know like I said it was apprehensive but uh, I mean the season has just been amazing. I have really enjoyed it um, the the three-story arc we had with um, you know the ending with lies of the land and you know starting with extremists and the pyramid in the middle um, that was I mean that, that was just really well done. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the only thing I would say about that one is maybe it was a little you know Doctor who's always been political always. And uh, you know maybe that one was just a little too political, <laughs> you know it, it kind of <laughs> it just I mean it just it went there, <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. But other than that, I mean it was really I mean it was really well done. And then you know we've had a couple of really good standalone episodes after that. And you know just trying to figure out you know what's up with Missy. That's been you know and and I, I just. Whatever's going to come, I just I can't see it coming because I just can't figure it out. You know that's that's been you know what is she doing? You know there's if you you know that she's got to do something. You know because she's the master, she's going to do you know it, it's just what. But I mean I I've really been so happy with this and I and I don't want Bill to build uh, a leave either. I, I just she's just she's still just adorable. She's just getting better every episode. I mean she's really come into her own and um, just doing a great job with it. I love her. Um, and, of course, you know, you guys know I love Nardole, always have. And it's it's really been fun to see him, you know, kind of evolve over the season, too. I mean, it's, you know, we thought he was just going to be, you know, comedy relief at the beginning. And it really, you know, he's he's kind of evolved over it to, you know, at, at points, you know, even taking a leadership role when he needed to. So it's been really, you know, it's, it's been neat seeing him evolve like that.
1: So if you had to give us... One standout moment that's been your favorite so far, what would that be?
2: Probably, you know, probably the scene at the end of uh, I'm going to say the end of Live the Land when, uh, you know, when Bill has to, uh, you know, and I think I said this in the group too, you know, when when all else fails, call mom, you know. Oh yeah. And sure. uh, <laughs> and uh, you know her you know, kind of taking charge and saving, you know, and saving the day there. And, you know, the doctor having to, you know, just kind of, well, you know, he had to be restrained, but, you know, he just kind of had to let her do it. And, you know, I thought that was really kind of a good, you know, and it was kind of a, to me, it's kind of a change, you know, change in the dynamic of it because in the, you know, at the beginning, it was all, you know, he was trying so hard to protect her. And everything and in that moment it's it's almost like he kind of you know he kind of decided to kind of let go a little bit like hey you know she's she's doing a great job so you know i thought that was a really good you know standout moment
1: cool 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 well i want to ask you another question have you seen wonder woman yet
2: no oh my gosh i want to see it (laughs) No, I, would lo- I know i know i know just- <laughs> i've just, i been working a lot of overtime in the last couple weeks, so i know i know okay. i have not been able to get there uh,
1: just stay away from uh the dalek uh saturday because you know just make sure i don't reprogram the dalek with you know anti uh people who have not seen wonder woman yet so just <laughs> i know
2: i deserve it i really do because i mean i i've just really it's it, I've, I've been kicking myself for not getting there, but I, I will. I'll get there.
1: Okay, cool. Well, well, we'll give you that. So before we get into the <laughs> um, episode, I do want to uh, mention a couple of other things. I saw on the Internet, I think it was yesterday or it may have been toward the end of last week, that big finish has announced that Sir Dave, David, and I'm, I'm probably going to say this wrong because I usually do. Is it Jacoby? Jacoby? Which one is it, Lee? Derek Jacoby. There you go.
0: Okay. I wondered no, not about D- that David It's Lewis.
1: Derek. Okay. Derek. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I tell you, I as a big fan, I, but I, I still wondered about that for years. And then finally in the age of YouTube, you can find, you know, you can find him saying it. It's like here, how we finally know how to say, uh, 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 Gal Master Gadot, the author of the Harry Potter. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so because there is an interview in which she explains it's rolling. Says, <laughs> I know it sounds like it should have an owl in it, but it's not. It's rolling.
1: So <laughs> has any of you guys seen that uh, that he will be in uh, Big Finish as the War Master? Yes. Yes.
3: Hmm. That's Thoughts? fascinating.
0: Yeah. Thoughts? Well, we we. Uh, <laughs> the, because he's also a time traveler we don't, we don't really know what his timeline is um, so when we met him at the end of the universe you know we don't know who he had been previous to that um, so <laughs> it's, it's real interesting it's real interesting to speculate was there a, a, was the master involved in the time war as well and so was there a time when there was the war doctor and the war master Interesting <laughs> no, interesting concept. Very interesting concept, but here's where my confusion yeah. comes
1: in. In that same episode where Professor Yana, they referred to being, I think they there was a, uh, right before Martha figured out, and now I've got to go back and watch this, but I think Mar- right before Martha figured out that he had the same type of watch that the doctor had, the fob watch, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think they made reference to... Professor Yana being found as a small child um, and that he uh, grew up uh, and became Mm. the professor or something. Yeah. So my point being, he didn't, he, you know, he regenerated into John Sims immediately after he got his memory back. So wibbly wobbly, how did he, how was he in the time war basically?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. You know,
1: I mean, not that I, you know, I thought I, I would have loved to have seen him come back. And Lee, I know you've made reference before that, you know, it's, uh, they probably could not have afforded him, especially back then, <laughs> but that it would have been nice to have seen more episodes of him as the master.
0: Yes, yes, I really would love to have seen Derek Jacoby be the master some more, <laughs> but uh, it'll, it will be, it's going to be great to hear him. And to, and to figure out the script, I, I want to know what their, their justification there is, what their rationale is. Cause, cause you're right. Really in the continuity that we know, he was only conscious of being the master for a few minutes.
1: Yeah. Five minutes max. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Interesting. No, no. Yeah. All right. But, so, and go ahead, go ahead. Uh, that's all. I was just saying, you know, time travel show, we can do whatever we want. Nibbly <laughs> wobbly, <laughs> yeah. uh, timey
1: wimey. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let me ask you guys. Uh, I I know um, the that um, Lee was going to be familiar with this person, but over the weekend I saw that Stephen first. Uh, he's been in uh, several movies. He's already been in uh, several TV shows past this weekend. So I wanted to reference that. Uh, I remember him mainly for his role on Babylon Five as Vir Koto which I know uh, you idiot. Yes. And he was fantastic as that. So Angie, I know Clarence hasn't seen uh, Babylon 5. Have you ever watched that?
2: Oh gosh, I think it was a long time Temco. ago. <laughs> and it was <laughs> but,
0: it was it originally aired. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah it, it's been and the thing is it's it's been so long that I barely remember I Barely remember much
1: of it. So see, that's me that's too. Bad, I've watched it one time, loved it, but but don't really remember um, remember too many of the you know standout moments. Maybe, maybe need to go back and watch it. So
2: yeah.
1: All right. So anybody that's listening, you know what time it is. We're about to get into the show and uh, of actual reviewing. So before you go forward, if you have not seen the last episode which is the eaters of light if you've not seen that put us on pause put us on hold put us wherever you want to we'll be here go watch the episode and then come back and i just want to give you warning because from henceforth spoilers
2: spoilers 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 Spoilers. (laughs)
1: Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Exactly. All right. So, Clarence, so, why don't so, you? So, so,
3: so, Cal, let me let me ask you real quick. Okay, what what did the guy from Babylon Five Five do? You didn't you didn't say? Oh, you he passed. Mentioned... He he. Okay. Oh, okay. The, okay. the, the gentleman
1: right. <laughs> uh, uh, died this weekend. Okay. All right. So, mm. uh, I just wanted to kind of because I was a fan of the show. I just wanted to kind of mark uh, the, uh, mark that and
0: he joins a a, a a a horrifying procession of Babylon 5 actors who've all passed yes, younger exactly. than you would think. Um yeah, it's like the, that original cast is just decimated and it's it's yeah.
1: Is the uh, woman who played mm. an, Mira furlin Yes, yeah. is she still living? I don't know. I don't know. Because she was she was to Babylon 5 as River would be to Doctor uh, Who for me.
0: Boy, no kidding. Yeah. So Yeah, love love Delane. Yes, yeah. Ambassador Delin. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um and Shakar. I liked him too. Yeah. Let's see Clarence, you got me uh you got me sidetracked again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so yes. so but, but that's why the show is called Discussing Who. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or what. Or discussing what again? Wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So
1: since since uh I got really uh, you know sidetracked what i'm going to do is just kind of give it back and say tell everybody clarence about what the show kind of set it up for us
3: uh, so we get this open of these kids playing uh somewhere which we later learn is uh aberdeen scotland um and they hear this music and the little girl is just trying her best to to find out where this music is coming from and just listening on it. And we see a crow that is calling uh, Doctor, Doctor. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of the intro we get before uh, we see the title screen. And then um, we open up to the TARDIS sitting in the same field, and Bill is kind of questioning the Doctor on his knowledge of the Night Legion, so, guys, who who actually knows or knew before this show what the Ninth Legion was? Because I don't know if I've ever heard of it before now.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's something that uh, I've had kind of an interest in. I I I have always been interested in, in ancient Rome and the whole Roman Empire, and um, and those people up there that were fighting with those are my noble ancestors. So, um, you know, with the face paint and everything. So, so yeah, but I can't pretend to be an expert on it. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gone. You know, I, I wouldn't have challenged a, uh, a uh, bell to a, uh, a contest of knowledge because she clearly knows what she's talking about. So, what about you, Angie?
2: I did not. I mean, I, I learned a lot with this episode, and it kind of made me, you know, kind of, you know, look things up and, and Google a little bit. So that was that was kind of neat. Out, you know, to learn something new about history that. I didn't, or if I, or if I did, no, I did learn it. I didn't remember, so it was, it was pretty good.
1: See, I'm going to copy what you just said. That was actually very <laughs> well put. I, I, if I knew about them, I don't remember them, and maybe because maybe that was because they were missing that I didn't remember. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really it's it, it, it's sort of like you know the the Roman Thomas. the Roman legion. The only thing that really pops into my head is you know Rory the Roman. But uh, you know, as far as the missing, I think it's, it's, it's sort of like what what you you know Angie said. If
3: if I did know him, I forgot him. Or what, so, so so thanks to Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the Spanish Ninth Legion was a legion of the Imperial Roman Army that existed uh, from the first century BC until eighty one twenty, and there was a and they kind of didn't know what happened to the Ninth Legion, but. There was a book written that kind of uh, gave an explanation. Uh, the unknown fate of the Ninth Legion has been the subject of considerable research and speculation. One theory was that the legion was wiped out in action in northern Britain soon after 108. Um, again, this view was popularized by the book called "The Eagle of the Ninth," which is, I'm assuming, is what Bill is referencing when she's kind of saying she knows all about this. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of. Um, just that the, the lost Legion that was never heard of again. And um, that's kind of where this episode takes off. So um, let's see. So uh, when they get to Scotland, uh, they kind of go their separate ways. What do you guys think about bill? Like going off by herself? Did any of you guys see it as a problem right out, out the gate?
2: Absolutely. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just going to jump it. Cause I, I, I had a problem with it. I really did just because of, you know, like I was talking about earlier, you know, he was so protective of her at first, you know, yes. it was like, you know, stay, stay with the TARDIS, you know, go back to the TARDIS, stay right here, you know, and, and not, you know, letting her go off. And then all of a sudden, you know, they get out, you know, they, they come here on a bet and she's gone. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, okay. So I guess, you know, he kind of, I don't know if it, it was a drop the ball situation or if it yeah. was just, you know, or or if, you know, maybe he was, you know, kind of, you know, relaxing that, you know, grip a little bit, you know, I just, but yeah, at first I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yes, to answer your question.
1: You know, I don't know if I paid that much attention to her going off as much as much as, is almost with her come to expect it. Um, it's, it's, it's like she has embraced that whole, uh, you know, she's being tutored by him and she's yearning uh, for knowledge. The only thing I didn't like about it is if they do plan to kill her um, at the end of this series, you know, if she's not coming back and if that's how she's leaving, then I think that that may be her independence and her... Thirst for knowledge is just another way to endear the character to the audience, perhaps.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I go with that.
3: <laughs> 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 so, um, Bill heads off into the forest, and she meets—I uh, guess—who we learn is Car a little bit later. Um. I don't know. It's something about Frightened Bill that I really, really love. So, <laughs> the, the scene when she's just taking off running is is just so adorable. And I really, really love that scene. And I mean, I think she continues to um, parlay this bit of emotion that I mean, I've just grown in love and, and, and I'm going to hate to see you go actually. And I just love the scenes when she's like kind of frightened. <laughs> So um, soon after that, she kind of falls in this hole and she sees uh, the first uh, Roman soldier. And did anybody else find it strange that she's just now figuring out that um, the TARDIS can translate languages?
2: It hmm. yeah. Wasn't there. Uh, didn't that come up in a in a earlier episode? I'm, I may just be making this up, but I thought it had come up before, but.
0: I, I wonder that too, but I think it's just because we know. I think
1: Angie
2: is
0: right. I think
1: that it happened in the conversation with uh Smile when they're in um uh, when they're sitting down eating, there's something there's a conversation that they have. I don't remember what exactly but we talked about that conversation hmm. uh on on the episode when we reviewed Smile. But I don't remember hmm. what what that yeah. come and it may have been hmm. uh you know the, you know how do I, how do you know things, or how do you? But I don't know if it was the language thing or mm-hmm. not.
3: <laughs> Which you did, know, did you, oh, go ahead, go ahead. And I was no. just going to say, did anyone find the? Um, I guess we briefly get uh, introduced um, soon after to, I guess, the actual eaters of the life, these aliens. Um. What do you guys think about the alien and the power that they kind of had to do, to suck life out of uh, <laughs> out of a person? It seems like that particular thing has been used a lot. It seemed kind of um, I don't know, very familiar. Hmm. Interesting,
0: Lee. What do you think? I I enjoyed them because they did not seem to be um, they they weren't intelligent. They weren't people in suits. They they couldn't talk. You know. And, and they were simply a threat like a like a virus or something and so that allowed us to focus on what was going on with the with the human characters in the story and uh, so i i really liked that actually that may be something a lot of people would especially dislike about this episode but i but it was a plus for me hmm interesting angie what did you think for and then
1: i'll go
2: yeah, well, I kind of wish that, you know, I, I kind of wish that we'd seen them more the way that the, uh, yeah. which I know that they were like, you know, the special effects probably were, you know, pretty intricate for that. But, uh, you know, just to kind of, I saw some, I think it was storyboards or something uh, on a website today where they showed the uh, the idea for the, for the Eaters of Light for the creatures. And they were just really beautiful to me. I mean, they were just mm. really well done. Yeah. And, you know, I wish that we could have, you know, kind of, gotten a little bit more you know imagery with the or, you know kind of seen more about what they look like but um you know i mean i mean overall i like the dynamic you know like you said you know it focused more on the human interaction so i think that was you know I, I i did like that about it
1: you know that actually made me think about something lee i'm gonna uh use something you said uh when we were talking about um jamie matheson uh, the this the, the the presentation we heard him say and we followed up in one of our episodes talking about how when someone writes the, you know, an episode or they do the storyboards, you then have to be confronted with what does logistics allow? What does yeah. the budget allow? What does mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z allow? And, you know, um, coming from what you were just describing, Angie, it could be a case of, that was what was speculated and was like, okay, well, we would love to have 10 out of 10, but we'll be happy with getting six or seven out of 10 of the, you know, of the production of this monster or this creature. Yeah.
2: Right, right.
0: <clears throat> and that's really how the design process always works, that you, 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 you aim high. You know, I mean, your, your, your renderings, the storyboards are always going to be the most gorgeous thing possible because, you know, it's going to be whittled down from there. So
3: so you learn to <laughs> to shoot for the stars. you know. And. Uh, what, yeah, Clay? that's funny, because it, it seems like we could have very easily gotten a a, a scene or two of the um, aliens decimating the the rest of the Legion, Uh you know, in the beginning when he kind of oh, finds yeah. them all like scattered out, that would have been a cool scene to see. But I, I see what you're saying about budgetary reasons. Yeah. You can't really show that. And, and you maybe a line of it.
0: dialogue instead that says that it happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right.
1: You know, and that goes back into look at the budget for the entire um, series as a whole go back to the days when you would have what was called when they had 13 episodes instead of 12 and the Christmas episode, you would have what they called the Dr. Light episode case in point. Um, you know, um, uh, the one that's famous, uh, with, blink. Sa- yes, blank, oh, blink, yeah. you know, Dr. Light on that. So budget.
3: Yeah. And it's funny because in this episode we see the, um, the people who actually are have survived from the uh, Roman army are are the actual deserters. <laughs> and yeah. that's kind of similar to what we got in the previous episode when it was the colonel that was almost hung. Um, that was actually a deserter as well. So I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Both of those stories had a someone disgraced getting to redeem themselves.
1: And yeah, and be, yeah, I had not thought about that. But you, so so, Clarence. Let me. You've been asking this question. Let me ask you a question. What did you think of the guys who were the the Roman legion, the ones that survived?
3: Um, I love the symmetry between them and the survivors of the the Scottish. Uh, what would you call it? clan or whatever, I don't know, uh, that, that survived where they both were. And this was even pointed out, uh, that they were both similar in age, which there was a little bit difference, but but they both were young was kind of the point. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of natural when you have a, um, the youngest are going to be the less seasoned and the more likely to, uh, scatter away at the sign of danger. (laughs) And you know, it's one thing you're already scared when you think you're approaching another army to fight them. But you go in to fight an army and lo and behold, you get some unearthly beast <laughs> uh, decimating everyone. So. So, yeah, I, I like that aspect, though.
1: And does, let me ask. Let me ask this. Does that go into anything that people do or that we do, which is reality is perception, so if I perceive person X as my enemy, does that then impact or influence, is maybe a better word, anything or everything that I have as far as an interaction, if I've got in my mind that this person is my enemy? And I think it would. I think it would you know, influence that. So likewise, when... You know they're going in and you've got the you know the roman legion going to and you've got the clan uh the family of whatever you want to call them that are these survivors if they see themselves as the enemy that then is how they're going to respond to each other which leads into that scene where the doctor is like okay be quiet children
3: Yeah, yeah, Lee, you should take that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd said that it's my new favorite line from the series. And since I've written it down, let me read it. Go for it. (laughs) I love this. Okay, kids, he calls them. Okay, kids, pay attention. She slaughtered your legion. You slaughtered everything that she loves. Now you all have a choice. You can carry on slaughtering each other till no one's left standing, or you grow the hell up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I I
0: do always enjoy uh, stories in which somebody who is from an advanced race uh, has to tell us to to grow up. Um, we were talking uh, not too long ago about the day the earth stood still, and that's basically what that whole film is. <laughs> you got a choice. You can keep slaughtering each other until there's nobody left standing or grow the hell up. Oh. Which is the sad part because a lot of times we never grow the hell up. Well, that's it. That's, <laughs> <laughs> here yeah. we sit, you know. Haven't done it yet. But, yeah, uh, but that that is a theme. That is a Doctor Who theme,
3: and really has been uh, basically from the beginning. Is uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah and in that particular scene, I think that is one reason why they had Bill purposely mention the TARDIS language thing. Um, is because in that scene, they made kind of the realization. You know, we can understand somebody. They seem a little less scary. You know, uh, mm, that's right. And and, and, and uh, we're close in age and we can understand each other now. And, you know, that kind of gives them an opportunity to have some type of bond rather than, um, it's sort of like all those sci-fi things where you see an alien come and you don't know a word they're saying, you know, just like, uh, what's the movie arrival, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they could have been saying, you know, we we love you guys, we are we in peace, but you don't know. We just so, don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So um I thought that was that was a beautiful scene, how that whole thing played out. And like you said, Lee, the doctor uh being the voice of reason, you know, really great.
1: Hmm. So Angie, what was your favorite uh scene? I know we I know there's several more scenes. I'm just curious, what was your favorite?
2: Well, I mean, that particular scene, you know, it does stand out and you guys have been talking about it and, you know, and, and Bill making the comment that, you know, everybody just sounds like children, you know, yeah. and that was, you know, and that goes along with, you know, with everything you guys were saying and, and it's it just, right. and that's, yeah, that's kind of how we are. We're, we're bickering children, you know. <laughs> and that's you know that's what they were doing you know they were bickering children you know fighting over whatever toy you know it was just kind of a neat uh unique thing that uh, you know to, to compare like that so it was really cool and then you know like i said you know the doctor's quote that was awesome um one thing i do want to say i mean i want to say and i know that the internet has exploded with this but I wish we could have had Rory the Roman in there. I mean, could he just ran through, or, you know, could he just, you know, could the Pandora have been in the cave somewhere? Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, you know, running by, you know, and here's the Pandora sitting there. You know, something like that. I mean, I understand, you know, that that story's over and Moffat's moved on. But, you know, it just would have been a neat, you know, neat kind of night here, you know, right at the end of,
1: you know, the end of an era. Even if they didn't... Uh, have him i mean i mean i love that idea but even if he wasn't available or they they, they could have at least made a reference to oh well you know there's an, you know is there anybody else that that that's missing and they could say oh well now there was another one but he's been hiding i mean he's been you know sitting he won't leave or something this Pandora or something you know just even if right. they didn't show it just <laughs> reference it very good idea
2: uh, that that would have been really that that I would have just loved that that would have been a really <laughs> really great nod.
3: So guys, uh, my favorite moment in the episode uh, is when Norlo and the doctor get captured. And for some reason, Nortle has a bag of popcorn or popcorn <laughs> seeds,
0: whatever. That's right. Unpopped popcorn. Yeah. yeah,
3: see, un- yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, the doctor, of course, uses that one thing brilliantly to escape from everyone. Right. So, yeah, it's just Nortle again in that. Quirkiness and oddness of the situation. Of course, it was convenient for the scene for him to be carrying some popcorn, non-pop popcorn. So, so I just that was real fun to me, and that was probably my favorite moment of the episode. Noel was always fun. Lee, what's yours?
0: Uh, I was just remembering um, since I'm establishing a reputation as the guy on the show who weeps. Um, I, uh, I, 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 this. The the end of this episode with them all standing in the gate together, uh, <sighs> that took me completely by surprise, and I I was I was wiping my face during that. I, and then um, what's what's the legionnaire who, um, um who was uh, who was Bill's friend? And they said we're you know we're I've saved your life, so we're friends forever now, right? Um, I've now forgotten the character's name. But Lucius. Lucius. Lucius was yeah. I think Lucius was the one that he
3: they spoke hit him to
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that, that that's him. Yeah, okay. okay. But anyway, but anyway, him. There, he was the last one into the gate, and then he, he stops and exchanges this, you know, this eye contact with, with her. You know, is sort of cementing. I said, I said, forever. That's what I meant. I'm. This is. I'm doing this partly because I'm your friend. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's. Yeah. You, you can't beat that. And
1: you know, uh, once again, we've got uh, Bill actually knocking out. Um, you know, knocking out the doctor to some degree and stopping him. Uh, and it's almost like the doctor wants to sacrifice himself. And so you're getting that hint of Capaldi's about to leave kind of wondering, (laughs) is it about to start now
3: or whatever? Yeah. He he even says I can regenerate and keep fighting in his little statement there. So that, that was pretty cool as well. Oh, I, um,
1: I don't think I said what my favorite part was. Um my favorite part would have had to have been well well it's twofold. Uh one is a part, the other one uh is um not a part so to speak, but um the the favorite part comes as when you see Nordal actually sitting um outside the next or when the doctor comes out you know <laughs> no, 2 days later and you know you've got um you've got the doctor beforehand saying oh well you can't do this you can't do that and Nardle has kind of made friends with him in those 2 days and they're yeah. eating out of his hand that was like my favorite part of it so uh the other part that would be my second ish even though it wasn't a part part is when Doctor Who takes something and makes you think about something that you see ordinarily every day, or or not every day, but quite often that you never pay attention to, which is the crows and the car, car, car. You know where yeah. you, where, where they did the name that that to me was yeah, really yeah. That cool. was
3: pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. I mean, I also like when you think about. Um, the time, the interdimensional temporal, temporal rift, as the doctor called it, um, I like the fact like right before uh, you mentioned that normal scene, the doctor stepped in for a few seconds to him and it was actually two days. And I kind of like how they played the whole gatekeeper stepping into the gate and can go in there and fend off the alien long enough or the creature long enough to the next generation comes and does the same thing. I found it funny how the doctor wanted to actually stop that cycle, and he—I mean, again, he attempted to sacrifice himself to to stop that cycle, which um, I found really cool as well. So here's something
1: I didn't understand: the music at where was the music coming
3: from? Do you guys know? I still don't understand that Andrew, part. Andrew, do you?
2: <laughs> uh, well, I. Didn't really, really understand, but I mean, I'd I'd like to think that maybe it was kind of the war drums or the music or, you know, they were fighting, you know, you know, they were still there fighting and and maybe that's kind of where that comes from is to, you know, remind people that or remind the people that know that, you know, they would still be, you know, fighting the fight for them and keeping the gate closed or keeping the, you know, monsters out. But that was just me, you know, just kind of making that
1: up. <laughs> hey, it works. I mean, you know, you know um, I know Lee said one time he doesn't care uh, what uh, what the reason is as long as you can explain it. So <laughs> if that's an explanation, hey, I can go, you know, I can go with that.
2: <laughs> well, know, it really didn't say, you know, for sure uh-huh. that that's, you know, what was happening. So that was just kind of my take on it.
1: So one of my favorite parts, speaking of saying things, was when they get back into the TARDIS and we've got someone saying nice things, which is, you know, (laughs) we see that Missy is not in the vault. So, you know, my attention kind of, you know, is like, oh, cool, you know, here's Missy. So, um, Clarence, what did you think of
3: the Missy moment? It looks like she's now the chief of engineering or something to (laughs) to that effect. (laughs) yeah um it makes sense because effectively the tardis is as good as a vault um uh, she did mention she was bio locked out of any controls and you know if i mean i hate to see that she's kind (laughs) of seemingly indentured servitude but (laughs) i guess she is becoming a little more useful and um yeah work your way back into grace is what she's doing and um yeah, I like it. I, I kind of like the the new and improved uh Missy. Uh, I'm liking it a lot more. What about you guys?
0: Lee? I've got a I've got a theory about what's going to happen. Oh, here. good. I love theories. Uh, cuz if I was writing this, if I was writing this, if I was writing this, and this may demonstrate <laughs> why I'm not going to write for Doctor Who. And it's going to be funny <laughs> if you're right. It's just going to be <laughs> so funny if you're right. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, cuz this is obviously a, a screwball idea, but um I think she really is penitent i think she really is starting to see things the doctor's way and you know what we can end with is a is a is a missy who is broken who who has knows that she's that you know she's lived these hundreds of years however long as the you know the galaxy's uh, you know most nefarious villain and wishes that she'd done something differently and she is either going to die or be killed by and a renegade Time Lord who's somehow gotten hold of the TARDIS and it's her previous existence. Hmm. hmm. And so John Simms' master shows up to say never, you know, I'm never going to be like that. And so he's <gasps> the one who he oh, that's, kills
1: her. I like that. Huh? He kills himself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he wow. kills her and then uh, she... Wow. She. Oh, that would be cool if... <laughs> would it? Uh, but now. But now uh, he does that and then she injures him and then at the end of it, you see him turn into her.
0: Yes. So we get to have her back, <laughs> get evil Missy back again. I, possibly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway. Okay. So, so if, if if we're, if
1: we're, cause I wanted to go down this route, but I was like, Oh, they're not going to want to do speculation, but I'm so glad <laughs> you did. So here's, here's, here's my counter to that speculation. Okay. So, Okay, so we know in the day of the doctor and and in many previous, uh, you know, times before, they've said, you know, A, you're not supposed to break the first law, you're not supposed to uh, cross your own time stream, and and the B part being, uh, you know, our timelines are out of sync, you can't retain it. So we know that Missy and the Master, or Missy, Master, Master Misty, whatever, doesn't uh, follow the rules. I mean, that's pretty much established that he does not follow rules so the uh, concept of you can't retain it probably means they can retain it so Hmm. in the trailer for next week or this coming up saturday week which is out everywhere anybody so it's not per se a spoiler um you know they arrive on the space station and you know missy's in charge she's leading the expedition if we want to go and uh start she's on the away team in star trek terms and <laughs> when she when she walks out she when she says we picked up this distress call kind of in quotes so that like my 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 spider sense kind of Oh, I'm really good here. I'm going from Star Trek to Spider-Man to Doctor Who, all all of it. So my spider sense went off, and it was like, what if the uh, distress signal is being sent by John Sim, Master, and, and she knows that he's sending that? That's why she went there.
3: Hmm. Mm. Interesting.
2: That's possible. hmm
1: because yeah, I really don't I, I, think she's reformed, is my whole point. I don't really okay. th-
3: uh, think she's good. Do do we know that Missy is the uh, regeneration of the John Sims uh, master? Do we know that to be fact that she references the Sims era at all? Because uh, could it be out of order? Do we think that she's after John Sims or do we know that? Oh, good point. Uh, we do not.
0: I think that's just a... Part of our uh, time travel paradox. Yeah, well, Angie, we, she, he, yeah. he was he, he was irretrievably out of the series, and then we inexplicably got Missy. So, hmm. Yeah
1: the the assumption is that it's after him. So, what do you think, Angie?
2: Oh, wow. I mean, it, it, it could go either way. It could very possibly, you know, she could be, you know, a, a previous, you know, regeneration or, um, oh, gosh, my, you know, my brain starts to want to explode when you start thinking about all the possibilities. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, yeah, we didn't see him regenerate. So it, it definitely, I mean, it, it could go either way. So and it, considering it's good, the fact how it plays that. Out.
1: And the, considering the fact that Moffat has allowed us to see regenerations that we did not see before, I, and, and you've got John Sim coming back, I mean, I just think that if they don't do that, that that would be like, okay, they've got the opportunity. If 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 you are, are you going to, you know, kind
3: of thing? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, do we uh, do we let me, do we often see the master regenerate on screen? I mean, how often do we get to see that happen? I know we saw it with um, uh, the the uh, guy professor. that's doing the Derek, yeah, the professor, yeah. Derek J- yeah. Jacoby, Jacoby. Mm.
1: You know, I'm sitting here thinking I don't think we really had the opportunity. Well, well, well. Back in the day, we didn't have the opportunity because the reason that there was a change in Master was because uh, Roger Delgado was killed in a car wreck. So uh, then you had the shriveled husk Master version in uh, a couple of years later and uh, The Deadly Assassin. And I think there was another version that appeared. And then he took over uh, the body of Nissa's father in The Keeper of uh, tracking or trachin so um that wasn't per se a regeneration of sorts it was more of a body possession merger (laughs) kind of thing so to answer your question i think on screen we've only seen that one time (sniffs) And just for anybody that knows, Lee has had to step away from the audio for a moment. So he's in our virtual chat, and he wanted to say, good master chronologically. Uh, Whatever. Uh, Well done. Thank you. (laughs) I got tongue twisted there. Thank you, sir. No problem. So we want to give ratings. Are we ready for ratings?
3: Yeah, I'll let Angie go first. Angie?
2: Oh, um. Oh, gosh. I mean, it It was a it was a great episode. It really was. I mean, it, it just it's it's I think that they're just, you know, they're keeping that momentum going, you know, over the season. And uh, again, I say I, I really don't want to see it end. It's it's just it's kind of making me, you know, I, I'm loving it, but I'm, you know, dreading it at the same time. So but I'll still, you know, I'll give it a I'll give it a five because I really did. You know, I enjoyed it.
3: Mr. Brown. Um, I really enjoyed it as well. Um, I'm going to have to give it about a 3.8, but just because I didn't enjoy it as much as the last episode, which I gave a four. So (laughs) that's part of my reasoning on that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a fun episode and interesting. Um, yeah. And I I really enjoyed it. Just a few uh, honorable mention things about the episode. Um, I really enjoyed Carr's monologue when she first came in uh, and talked to the doctor and she was talking about they're not conquerors, conquerors, they're cowards. I love that. And I loved, uh Nordle's comment when the doctor first saw the life sucked out of this this corpse. And he said, uh, complete and total absence of any type of sunlight. And then Nortle said, death by Scotland. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, just just to on That was me, a great one. You know, and,
0: and it felt like a particular shout out to Peter Capaldi.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, true. <yeah>. <laughs> true. <laughs> or David Tennant for that <laughs> matter.
1: Which is so weird to me that, you, you know, listening to David Tennant on Broadchurch, if I didn't have closed captioning there would be times that i could well i'll put it this way on when i watched it i did not have closed captioning and i could not watch it on uh the the television i had to watch it via computer so i could put the headphones on because i could not understand him his accent was so thick and (laughs) it's interesting that they made him use the english you know non-scottish dialect voice but they've pretty much
0: embraced it with capaldi that's right. Yeah, and, and I remember there was a discussion when Capaldi was cast is that he, he remembered, you know, that David Tennant had had to sort of use a received, you know, London kind of accent. And he said, yeah, but can I be Scottish? <laughs> and they had said, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and Clarence, <laughs> that was one of the first uh, conversations you and I had well before we even started doing uh, the podcast about uh, the 12th Doctor was I think you made some comments about having – uh such difficulty understanding him.
3: Yeah, yeah. And this is one of those things I guess the more you just listen, um, especially if you don't watch a lot of British television. <laughs> it's just one of those things oh, that come with time and I've I've gotten used to it. I still can't understand Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock, but other than that I'm good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's just no excuse for that. It's <laughs> called Fall <for laughs> State <laughs> British. <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> That was a good one. All right, so Lee, what would you give uh, the episode? I'm going to give it a, a solid four. I really, really enjoyed this script and uh, enjoyed all the performances in it. And um, like I say, that ending really, really got me uh, right in the feels, as the young people say. Um, Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't, I didn't go into this expecting to enjoy it quite so much and it took me by, uh, by pleasant surprise uh, and just as, um, as I think several, several people uh, I think Angie started this earlier were saying you gotta love Bill and I just, I, I just enjoyed her so much in this story uh, and I'm glad that he, whether it makes any sense or not for her to have gone off by herself, I'm glad she did because her little scenes with the Romans were, were the best part of the episode to me. <laughs> just, just love that. So, I don't know charming, charming, charming all the way down
1: All right. So I've got to mention this, Lee. You uh, uh, and I have a mutual friend, Ian uh, Bissett, who will most likely enjoy um, this episode because I think he is a big fan of the last seventh Doctor story, Survival. Am I correct in that? Yes,
0: I think you're right. Yeah.
1: And uh, this episode was also written by Rona Monroe, who wrote that last uh, Seventh Doctor story which is the last story of the original uh, run of Doctor Who Mm -hmm. so this is one of the uh, I think one of the first time a classic Who writer has returned to write an episode if I'm not mistaken
0: not the very first, I don't the, think, but I, but I also don't don't challenge me on who it was. <laughs> okay,
1: well, well, but, I uh, I do know there's it, it not been many, and you yeah. know it's kind of interesting right. that she also wrote the last one.
0: And survival is not not a high point of the series by any means. It is a weird, strange little script. Yes, it is. But uh, but you know, you remind me that one of the things that this made me think of was some of the other stronger um, Seventh Doctor stories that were often set in Britain, and we're about unearthing a mystery in the past. And uh, we're, you know, we're we're clearly very much um, uh, a product of their audience. You know, I mean, there's no ready English schoolboy who didn't grow up reading about the Ninth Legion, I guarantee you, you know, (laughs) we're all a little sketchy on it over here. But you know, they, (laughs) they have all this stuff, you know, forced on them from an early age. So uh, uh, and a lot of the Seventh Doctor stories were about things like that. And uh, so it, it made me think of that.
1: You know, I got a, I, I got a question, and this is for all three of you guys. You know, I know the '80s were the '80s, and the '80s were the '80s for a reason because that's just they were the
0: '80s. Yeah, but I find the it, '70s had to end sometime. Well, true, <laughs> but, 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 but,
1: but, but, but I find it hard for some reason, particularly the seventh Doctor stories, to go back and watch them because, I, and yes, I know the '60s were humongously you know bigly um, dated but <laughs> uh-huh. having said that there's just something so dated about the seventh doctor's stories am i the only one that or do you guys feel that too
0: oh no absolutely and and i i i um, had the great pleasure of chatting with um, um andrew cardwell about this and he was the you know he was the story editor during those years and um and, and you know he, he's proud of, of those days and we talked about you know why i think you know from my you know experience in tv and movies why i think he should be proud because that during those years they cut the bbc cut their budget and then they cut it again and then they cut it again you know That's good and he still got he still got the same scripts to work with so then it then it becomes of being on the set saying okay okay we did, we now can't do that um um, um, um okay let's do yeah. this instead and sometimes it's brilliant but my God, it's it's being done on the cheap. It's so, it hurts me to watch how, how on the cheap it's being done. But I still really admire the ingenuity of continuing to do a show like Doctor Who when the BBC is trying, we now know, deliberately <laughs> to choke it to death. Okay, so that yeah. makes
1: me feel better knowing that yeah. I put uh, Michael mm-hmm. Grade in our uh, villains uh, <laughs> uh, list. So that's good. Yes,
0: continue to put Michael Grade in our villains yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a triumph of the spirit, and uh, which takes us back to the beginning of the show when Angie was saying that, that uh, you know the, the show has always been political. That's probably one of the reasons why that was happening because they did a show that was a full-on satire about Margaret Thatcher, and um, you know a recognizable, transparent <laughs> parody of Margaret Thatcher, and from then on the squeeze was on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah.
1: You know what? I just realized that I didn't give a uh, rating myself. So let me let me say this: this this was a weird episode for me, and Mm. and I'll tell you why. It was one that where, um, and and let me preface by saying you know I've had a busy week and my brain was kind of muddy, and I even messaged Clarence earlier today saying you know hey I may need help uh, if my uh, brain is rice pudding uh, tonight or. you know if uh, you know I'm tired or whatever but having said that this this was an episode that I enjoyed while I watched it and I have no fault with it but it's not one that I think will go down as being one that I found overly memorable I found Empress of Mars more overly memorable for some reason than this one and there was more missy in this one than it was in last week <laughs> you know so it's you know if you go saying oh well you know it's because you had more missing no there was more missy in this one um i have no problem with the story i enjoyed watching it it was much better than you know the uh knock knock i mean that to me was the low of the season to be honest um so i guess i would give it oh maybe a 3.5 um, just off of enjoying watching it, but I can't give it a, you know anything higher than that because it didn't just, like, blow me away.
3: Yeah. So you're saying you like Scotland less than Mars, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so.
0: Well,
3: but which
1: would
2: you rather... Do, you, do you think it... I'm sorry. Do you think it may be because, you know, we were talking earlier about the, you know, you didn't really get to see the, you know, the, the villains or the, the monsters, you know, things like that. And then, you know, in uh, Empress of Mars, I mean, you got to have, yeah you know, back and forth Ooh. with the, you know, with the villains and with the, with the humans. Good so, point. Do you, do yeah. you think,
1: no, I you know, yeah. that's a good point, but I actually yeah. think I figured it out just, just now. And it had nothing to do with anything in the story and it actually had nothing to do with the Empress of Mars. It, it 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 came from my need of epic story and knowing that these last two episodes I was just I think just so like, oh well, this is going to be a three part um uh, finale like it was last year kind of with uh face the raven leading into that two-part finale i'm thinking oh they're going to do that this year they're going to have a three-part and I, and maybe subconsciously i was you know disappointed that it wasn't that three-point finale I mean, um three uh part finale perhaps but it was still a good episode nonetheless <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah.
2: So this is part. This is the last. Uh, this was the last episode, like regular Capaldi episode.
1: This is the last wow. one that goes and before eleven and twelve. Yeah, that goes because next next week is the part one of the two part finale. Yeah. With Manda Cybermen. Yes. <laughs> With Manda Cybermen. We are the. Yeah. Cy- uh, we need Louis Trepanion on <laughs> to do the. Uh, we are <laughs> <Sure>. the
0: Cybermen. <laughs> Don't get me started. That was I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a silly time on Bajak, and we're yes, doing it wrong it was. because because those were actually the voices from from later. That that's not what the Mondesian Cybermen sounded like anyway.
1: No, they were not. But oh, yeah. it was still fun to do. It was so funny, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I've gotten started again. That's right, and you, you can do it until we all
0: we beg you to stop. Okay, <laughs>
1: are, are you all just hang up and say okay?
0: Well, show's over. Sure. Good night. Dial tone. <laughs> well, right. At the risk of uh, the risk of prolonging this artificially, I, I, as a matter of fact, I wanted to bring up something that we'd talked about a little bit before. That when we heard uh, uh, Jamie Matheson talk about writing Oxygen. That he, he told us that in drafts of the script, as he was sending them to Steemo for approval, that um, he would say, you know, I, I went out on the edge a little bit about making the doctor really kind of cross, even kind of nasty, and that the notes he would get back was more of this. You know, he would have a line circled and an arrow pointing to it and say, yeah, make him nastier. Uh, I don't think nasty is the word he was using, but it, but it was <laughs> but it, w- it was harsher. It was uh, less tolerant. It was, you know, and and I was just thinking. The the writer of um, of this script must have gotten the same notes because my golly the doctor is really ah uh, harsh with these people, <laughs> yeah. building up to my favorite speech there. But but his mocking of Carr's uh, weapons and 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 her armor and so on and uh, I thought is this really necessary? Yeah, he was really hard on her. It was and, and but but I understand that that's sort of the direction for the character for this season. It's like this is a guy who's really. About out of patience with defending the earth, (laughs) but then he'll stand in the guard. He'll stand in the gate forever. (laughs) And so that's the paradox of this character this season. And I, I, you know, uh, I'm not saying it's a a good thing or a bad thing. I just thought it was uh, something to note. And and our connection is that um, uh, that we had heard Jamie Matheson talking about that very thing.
1: Well, it just makes me say, and I I would not have said this two years ago after that uh, series eight, but it makes me want another season of Capaldi.
2: Yeah. Yeah, me
3: too. And and it's, it's funny as we come to the end, I'm. I want to go back and watch his first two series just just to see if they're yeah. as bad as people have been making them out to be. <laughs> Honestly, when I was watching them, of course, we weren't doing a podcast at the time, but I didn't think they were that horrible. Um, I guess I enjoyed them. I thought they were okay. But, I mean, clearly, when you look at this season, they're not as good. So, so, yeah, I don't. I want to go back and watch and, and give a fresh set of eyes on it just to see if they're as, as bad as people have uh, made them out to be.
2: Well, I liked them. I, I mean, I I didn't think, you know, I thought it was pretty slow going at first. And I think the problem of that, and you guys may have talked about this on a previous podcast, but I think my problem was, you know, Clara. Don't say
3: just, it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry,
2: Clarence. Clara she had such a hard time you know coming to terms with you know this is the doctor Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like you know she had such a hard time with it that you know it to me it almost made the made it harder for the audience to you know kind of you know get on board with you know capaldi at first and i think it i think that's why it took you know i think that's why it took everybody you know a while but i mean i i I know, I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk so bad about, about Clara. I know <laughs> no, she's your sorry, favorite. No. But, you know, it, I, I really think that that, sh- that probably should have been done differently. I mean, I understand why he did it that way. But, you know, it just I think it just made it hard, you know, to, to kind of make that transition because, you know, because of all that.
3: Yeah, and um, when you think about, I mean, we talked about this earlier about Bill running off by herself um, into the forest you know i think about the clara days and there were times when she was by herself um what was the episode was it flatline that she was it was just her yes. most episode yes and mm-hmm. I, yeah. I i never felt any fear from her going off by herself so that kind of lets you know the place uh she was in at the time versus somebody fresh and new um this kind of her journey of Becoming, you know, almost as I'm not gonna say powerful, but as um as clever as a doctor. So, the change is good, I guess.
0: It, if nothing else, it is changed. That's and it and it would appear not a moment
1: <laughs>
3: Not a soon. moment too soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Angie, if if it's any comfort, I, I agree completely. That I, I think uh, um it, it was a calculated risk, but but to have a beloved character, you know, we love Clara. To have a beloved character right. in the show who keeps saying you're not the doctor. Yes, that was my problem. Yeah, that, that's that's alienating the audience from her, <laughs>
2: right? Because
1: yes. I, and I
0: kept thinking, are they sure they want to do this? <laughs> because
1: to me, that made no sense. You 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 saw her in November in the day of the doctor and be you know focal and. That story. Then you follow up with the time of the doctor, and you see her once again as a focal point of that story. And she mm-hmm. knows she has seen, not in a previous Clara incarnation, she's <laughs> seen three versions of him together, one of which was younger than her, the young Matt Smith, but, but was mm-hmm. older than him in physicality. Yes. Yeah. So.
0: Right. She can accept John Hurt as the doctor, but yeah, not but she Peter can't play her. Yeah. yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> all right. All
3: right. Yeah. Did, yeah, that's an my point. <laughs> that was, yeah. But <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that that just yeah, that and, and and that that to me, I know they did it for the audience, you know, to kind of ex, explain the change, but they should have had it be Vastra. Or Jenny that was questioning is that the doctor? Not them immediately say oh it's oh that's the doctor and then Clara Clara be the one to question. Yeah,
3: well, I mean, it's, it's also the connection she had with the Matt Smith doctor. I mean, they sure. they just gelled. Sure. And even though we saw the War Doctor and um in um eleven in the the um they had a doctor. It, I'm sorry, ten and the data doctor it doesn't necessarily mean she bonded with them. No, you know, no, no. no. So, I mean, even if the doctor changed, mm. now we have bill seeing a different doctor. I can see her having the same reaction as most companions do. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. With the exception of maybe Rose and, uh, Mm -hmm. and Sarah Jane.
0: Yeah. And I was just thinking about Rose that she took it all very much in stride. And it may have been sort of a showrunner decision to say, we don't want to make it appear that the the companions are fine with this. Because <laughs> as you say, she had a real relationship with Eleven. Uh, so, yeah. So maybe they said, okay, maybe, it, maybe it's time for a companion who just says, no,
3: no, I'm not accepting this. Put it back. Hmm. You know? I don't know. I'm thinking about Rose, too. At the time where she got you know, a new doctor, she went through a very dramatic experience herself. So maybe it was... And maybe it flowed a little bit better since she had such a dramatic experience. I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. She was a bad wolf when that happened. Wasn't she? <laughs> yes, she was. Yeah. Good point.
1: <laughs> All right. So I want to, before we wrap, I want to make a uh, comment on something you said, Clarence. That uh, that that is something that I've thought of over the years, but never. Kind of put it in context or or shaped it like this. You said you were going to go back and watch, you know, some of the older episodes and see, you know, if your opinion of those changed. Now I know with any show, whether it's Star Trek, whether it's uh, the Star Wars universe, or you know Doctor Who or whatever, when you watch something continuously and you and you build on that story, you do go back and you watch these episodes differently, you know, knowing more of the story. But I think Doctor Who is a little bit unique in that set of going back and watching simply because when you change the Doctor and you've got that new person coming in as the Doctor, be it Matt Smith, be it Tom Baker, be it uh, John Pertwee, be it whomever, when you when you first see that person on the screen in that initial set of stories, that person isn't the doctor to you because, or, you know, as the viewer, because you're used to that other doctor, you're used to the the predecessor. So, if you were to go back and you were to watch Deep Breath again, or you were to watch Death in Heaven, or any of those from that series eight. I think you would have a different view, of course, from the storyline perspective. But your knowledge of this version of the doctor is going to be so much more that going yeah. back, watching it is going because you're going to not be seeing that new face that you don't quite trust yet as the viewer. Yeah. You're seeing this person that you know is about to leave. It makes it richer. Yes. It, very good it, word.
3: And and just on Capaldi's run, uh, I know we are keep going with this just to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Capaldi's run, you know, I think of his run being, and when I compare it to the previous Doctors, to me, his has the most, most growth. And I say that from just the look of him when we first saw him to how he acts. You know, we talked about the different script writing and how they wanted to go with the character. But I mean... He's changed a lot since we first saw him. And whether that's good or bad to you, um, it is something. (laughs) And it's interesting to see to where we have this short haired, you know, uh, mostly mean guy, which he's still mean these days, but (laughs) it's a little bit different. He's a little more jolly about it, I guess. And long, you know, crazy, wild haired doctor. So just looking back on his run, I think that's another cool thing about Capaldi. Agreed. Agreed.
1: All right, so guys and, uh, and River, uh, <laughs> are we uh, ready to wrap? I pick a scenario, we drop her down into it, and we see how she does.
3: Hello. I am that mysterious adventurer in all of time and space. And these are my I Promise you won't get me killed. I said this was a bad idea. A 400-mile ship reversing away from the gravitational pull of a black hole so sorry, but you're the reason that they're coming. What are they? Among us, you Give us a kiss. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think so. Good deal. It's
0: not in my skill set. I
3: don't okay. know.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, dropped in. I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh, all right, so I have to say that this, you know, considering the fact that uh, I wasn't like shouting uh, the way I'm going to be next week about, oh, oh, oh i got to talk about this episode. This was a fun talk. I actually quite enjoyed this. So thank all three of you. Um, Angie, ladies first, uh, would you like to remind everybody where they can come out this weekend if they are in Mississippi and say hi to you?
2: i mississippi comic-con uh saturday and sunday the floor opens at 10 come by the metro hoovie booth and say hello come take a picture with the tardis come uh try to keep dark smolik from exterminating you it's kind of hard because he's cranky but uh yeah just come by and see us it's going to be a great time and it's a great con there's a it's it's going to be a fun time
1: and then on Sunday, if you are uh, attending the con at 11 a.m. in one of the panel rooms, you can join Clarence and I, along with Angie, and we will definitely be discussing Doctor Who. So uh, come on out and do that. So, Clarence, where else can they find what else you do other than uh, discussing Who?
3: Well, I talked about it at the top a little bit, now I do another podcast called Techpedition, S-T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com. And, yeah, um, again, if you want to go back and listen to some of our E3 coverage, you can find it all there.
1: All right, Mr. Shackelford, last but not least, where else can people find you?
0: Uh, Look for me on the webs at uh, relativitypodcast.com. And I wish I was going to be in Mississippi this weekend. I wish you were in (laughs) Mississippi, too. We could make it a full panel. Yeah, oh, but you yeah. but I hope I hope you all have a great time and uh, and Angie you are going with the TARDIS, yeah? Oh yeah, the
2: TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know, we, we'll just uh transport you is. uh via the TARDIS.
0: That's what that's. Right, it.
1: yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 I think Well, uh, yeah.
0: I think she said she's still working on the chameleon circuit though. So yeah. right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. gosh darn it. That, what <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, it, was it? it uh,
1: somebody it, took out the it, uh it like something the, else. the 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 fluid link. The fluid
0: link, yes
1: all right well for everyone listening thank you for joining us this has been a fun chat angie thank you again for coming on with us we always like having you on you are part of the family now so thank you uh so much for coming back on with us and um for everybody listening thank you for spending your time with us we will be back uh, probably next week for episode number this will be 57 when we will be talking about of course uh the next episode of doctor who so thank you for listening and with that we will see you next time
0: discussing who is brought to you by audible you've probably heard of audible but just in case they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks they have more than 180,000 titles let me say that again 180,000 So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to Audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?
3: Hey guys. Like the Discussing Who podcast? Then you should also check out our friends over at DiceJunkies.com. A YouTube channel and a podcast, Dice Junkies brings you gaming and geek news, discussions, reviews, and a whole lot more. Check them out over at DiceJunkies.com. Tell them discuss a sent you.
0: Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.